world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I'm wearing a shirt that Martin gave me, except I got it on backwards. Legalize Jesus. Martin put on a shirt, and the, the, the front of it says, uh, put Jesus back into Christianity, I think. And that's what it says on, says on a Marty, so uh, that, that's kind of where I am. I'm doing communion this morning, so go ahead and get you some communion. We're going to do a lead-up. we got Gino's going to read the, the prayer for us today. Not yet, Gino. I'm going to try to connect all this stuff together here as, as, uh, as we move forward. And uh, I was... Uh, Really, really prompted by something just as I was getting ready to uh, come down the multi-million dollar, into the multi-million dollar studio, down my $100,000 escalator over there. Just before I stepped on the escalator, uh, the Holy Spirit said, said to me, uh, hurt people, hurt people. I pondered that a minute. Hurt people, hurt people. I'm often accused of being angry. I, I talked about this the other day. So I'm not an angry guy. I don't live my life angry. Uh, I mean, just ask those who are around me. I'm not angry. I'm not an angry guy. I'm emotional. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, you feel me, right? You feel me. I'm not angry. I, I'm, I just trust me. I don't sit around pissed off. I'm not. But uh, I, I've been noticing this in a lot of my travels, a lot of things going on, feedback in, in the huddle, talking to the huddle, talking to people, yada, yada, yada. I, no, I notice how quickly. People get angry. I notice. I notice it, how quickly they get angry over debates, arguments, whatever it might be. They get angry, and I said, uh, "I asked the Lord that, Lord, why? Why is he angry? Why did that make him mad?" And I began to think about it, and it all came back to the same spot that hurt people. Hurt people. People have been hurt. Hurt other people. As we get ready to take communion here, I want all of you to think about something. Why are you angry? The Bible says be angry and sin not. By the way, I love anger because anger can be a tremendous motivator, tremendous motivator, but it can also be very, very destructive. And I see a lot in some of the feedback I get from people. Look, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm sorry, I'm not. I study people, right? And I see people often speak out from woundedness. They've been wounded. And when you begin to talk about something, it picks that scab. And they they respond out of anger. Can I say this? They minister sometimes out of anger. I don't ever want to be one of those guys. But I just ask you, I would just ask you, yeah, Janine, guilt causes anger. Guilt causes anger. And I, I would just try to try to encourage all of you. I'm trying to do this more and more. Um, when you feel that come on, you ask yourself, Lord, why does that make me mad? Why does that make me mad? Maybe it's me, not him. It's like I tell the story that I had a lady, I've told you this all before. I had a lady walk out at one time when I was speaking, making a presentation. And then when it was over, she came up to me and she apologized. She said, but you remind me of my husband, ex-husband. She's operating out of woundedness, out of her past. And I think all of us would do better if we really, really, so I'm saying this before communion today. If really you go into communion and say, Lord, wash me clean. Wash me clean. Take that anger from me. 
take that resentment. You promised me, Lord, that all things work together for good. Lord, yeah, my dad beat the hell out of me. Lord, it's for my good, Lord. Help me forgive my dad. I don't know what he walked through. I don't know what his life was like. And he struck out at me when he would get angry. And now I do it. And I find myself building to my kids. I'm just like my old man. Ask yourself, when you get angry, why does that make you angry? And you'll get to the heart of it. Because remember, the Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wounded people bleed on others. And there's a lot of that. All of us, we're all guilty of it. We're all, we're all, I'm not talking about anybody in particular. As we come together in this time of communion today, I, I would just say that, pray that you guys would say, Lord, help me get rid of that anger and my resentment. Do you understand that whatever has happened to you in the past, good or bad, has made you who you are? That's what made you who you are. And the Lord wants to make good out of it. Instead of having wounded turn you into anger, how about having wounding turn you into empathetic? Empathy. Pull that up, Johnny or Spencer. Hmm. Empathy. 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 What? Try that. He said no word, nothing. Webster didn't even have that word. Well, look at another word then. You guys know what empathy is? Empathy. The psychological identification with or vicarious experiences of the emotions, thoughts, or attitudes. The imaginative aspect to an object as a natural object feeling was. So empathy is, uh, I get it. I've been there. I know what you're going through. And instead of letting your wounded, wounding come out as anger, let it come out as empathy. Oh, I get it, man. I've been there too. Wow. I know what you're going through. And I think we'll find out that if we do that, it'll bring a healing to our own heart and uh, we'll help others. Ask yourself, are you looking at me? Why does that person bother me? So I can't hardly stand so-and-so. Well, why? What is it about you that you can't be empathetic towards that person? Right? Problems are always us. It's never them. Always us. The way we respond and the way we take it. And, and can I tell you, a lot of you got a lot of reasons to be pissed off. <laughs> you got a lot of reasons to be pissed off. Are you going to carry that? Is that going to be is that going to be your badge of honor everywhere you go? You're going to carry that anger and puke that anger over everybody? Let it go, man. Let it go. Thank you, Lord, that you were, man, that you got me through that, Lord. I don't know how I could have done it. But, Lord, you carried me through that. And, Lord, I'm a new creature in Christ. That happened to some dead man. That happened to some dead woman. I used to know her, but she died. She died a couple years ago. And uh, you you can let me have her memory, but don't let her live in my head anymore. And I would just bring that up as we go to communion here this morning that, that you confess that. And that you say, Lord, show me what's making me angry. And Lord, show me how to release that. Lord, don't let my anger, my past wrongs, the unjustified things that happened to me in my past, Lord, don't let that control my future. It's tough, man. We need the Lord to help us do that. And uh, just have that in your mind as we go to communion today. Uh, Joe, you had your hand up. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to mention that uh, anger often, at least to me, can be can be somebody floating to the surface that you have unforgiveness issues with. You need to forgive them. That's and right. it's very often yourself. Wow. Regret, they call that, don't they, Joe? Yeah. I should have done this, and I should have done that, and I didn't do that. Well, hell, that is over, man. It's over. It's over. Let it go. Let it go. So I'm just going to ask as we go into communion today that that be, be kind of the focus. Of it. Lord, take this from me. Lord, I don't, 
Lord, I don't want to carry this bitterness. Hey, folks, look at me. Anger is a good thing. God gave us the emotion of anger. But you got to be mad about the right stuff. You can't let your anger control you. Don't let your emotions rule your life. Ask yourself, Lord, why does that make me mad? Why am I mad about that? Because the problem's me. It's not you. And uh, Janine says, bring up compassion in Webster's Dictionary. Do that real quick, Spencer. Compassion. Well, because if there's anybody, anybody had a right to be pissed off, it would have been Jesus, wouldn't it? Huh? Would, you, would Jesus have a right to be pissed off at you today? He died on that cross, forgave you all your sins, and you go around angry? <laughs> How crazy is that, right? How crazy is that? Compassion is the suffering with another. Painfully sympathetic. Sympathy. Painful painful sympathy. Well, that's well, that's good, isn't it? Painful sympathy. See, I, I, I can't I can't, I'm, I wish I could. I can't say anything, really, that'll make whatever your situation is. I can't really say anything that'll make it better. I can make you feel not just me. I don't mean me. Somebody can encourage you. That's good that people have encouragement. But when it comes down to it, at the root of anger is you're going to have to yourself release it. You're going to have to release it yourself. Say, Lord, uh, Lord, I got to be honest with you, Lord. That guy pisses me off. But Lord, give me some compassion for him. What, what is it? Why is he the way he is, Lord? Help me to help me to see him as you see him. And Lord, if I can't have a cheerful spirit when I'm around him, then Lord, just don't put me around him. Pretty simple stuff, isn't it, folks? Huh? Jesus was full of compassion. Right? He had compassion on guys who came and, as we see here, laid their head on his shoulder, kissed him, and betrayed him. Wow. So, uh, forgive him, will you? Laid on, laid on the, laid on the cross. Lord, my upbringing, my parent Tommy Smothers, right? My, my mom loved you best. You know what? That might be true. But you're a new creation in Christ. You're new. Coach, I got, you don't even know. I got really run through the cold. Of, I know, I, I know. But here you are today. What's that? Why you, why you latch to your past? Let go of it, will you? That gone. Let go of it. Let go of it. And I want to, I want to say this. And, and George, I'm not going to, I'm not going to embarrass anybody out there. I got, I got a text from George today. And Martin, I just want to, you to know that that you gave some advice to George yesterday. You were on the phone with George yesterday, and it registered with him. It registered with him. And it registered to the point where he went and apologized to somebody. Wow. Wow. Right? So um, I don't want to pound this in. I, I want to keep pounding. You get what I'm saying, right? You get what I'm saying. Kevin, go ahead quickly. We're uh, told to keep short accounts, right? I didn't hear you. We're told to keep short accounts, right? Keep yes. Short accounts one another. Short accounts. Amen. Amen. Instead of me worrying about who all's offended me, I can't even imagine how many people I've offended. Huh? Wow. <laughs> oh, that's why I say, in the same measure that you forgive, it shall be given forgiven unto you. A lot of you are holding a grudge. Boy, I hope the Lord doesn't hold a grudge against me because I'm holding a grudge. Right. I can't do a but I can't do a thing about the person who screwed me over. I can do something about me, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let them continue to control my life. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Serving it up to you, Joe. Let's let's take communion here today, brother. Yes, sir. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, 
even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore mm. doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay down, lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day that you have seen fit to give us and letting us to be together in it with you with our lungs full and our hearts beating. And we thank you for the challenges and problems that we've recently overcome and those that we are battling now because we know that these, Lord, help you refine us, help you to mold us and to the brothers and sisters that you would have us be. And sometimes we get lost in the confusion and don't really know why things are happening. And there's a lot of us even on this call in this huddle now that have things happening that we're not going to tell each other about, not going to ask for help. But we, we ask you, Lord, for help in those things. Some of us are hurting now. Some of us have pain. And for those, Lord, let this be the meal that heals. And uh, as we consider our transgressions, forgive us our transgressions and sins, Lord, and let this be a healing meal. Uh, this morning and Lord help us on our walk help us with all the challenge all the, to go through all these challenges and to be stronger for it better for it better men and women better sons and daughters of, of God and better able to deal with our families and, the, and friends and the responsibilities you've given to us Lord and thank you for being a God that gave your only begotten son that we who believe in him may not perish but shall have everlasting life. And we remember that now with this communion. So bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us two millennia ago. We remember that now. Though we cannot fathom what our Lord went through, we remember it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Joe, it says in, uh, if I could just interject. Amen. It says in the scriptures that uh, uh, if we take this unworthily, unworthily, I'd say what? Yeah. It says if you, if you take this body and blood unworthily, you're actually uh, praying damnation on you. The Bible says to examine yourself. Examine yourself. Because everything that you've done, confessed, is under the blood. It's not confessed, it's not under the blood. Yeah. You know, one of my, my second daughter is a nun in Denmark. And uh, she chose that path because her, she she was almost raped in a church in Berlin by somebody from the Middle East who was immigrating there, immigrated there, pretending to look at the church, and he was just looking for women, and he almost raped my daughter. We had her for a year in counseling, and she found no peace. And she met this English-speaking priest. Though her German was fluent, her, her heart tongue is English, I think. And she found someone who gave him some peace, and she ended up be converting and becoming a nun. And I asked her, I said, 
why she says is it because of what happened she says partly because i feel safer hmm. but she told me that you know i wasn't allowed to take communion when i would be at church with her because i wasn't catholic and it was mortal sin for me hmm. to take communion there yeah but i okay. know it's not mortal sin for me to do this little bit that i do every friday and, and uh days in between yeah. sometimes um, but that's just their perspective and i can't be mad at them for that and i can't be angry but they do believe it's a mortal sin Amen. so i do think this that it it, it is not a good thing to do in mocking Amen. you need to do it with the right frame of mind with the you know it is a an amazing privilege we have in communion mm -hmm. i think Folks, I want you to, I want you all just take a moment and just ask the Lord right now. Say, Lord, just, uh, golly, forgive others their trespasses against me, Lord. And as they, as they, as they come, uh, folks, as they, as you go out throughout your day and that thought of that person comes to your mind and that anger comes up inside of you, just that, you know, Lord, give them mercy, grace, forgive them, Lord. Lord, I'll be honest with you, I can't forgive them, but you, you can through me. Yeah, um, unforgiveness is, uh, you can forgive somebody many times until it, it, you, that stops floating up into your heart. And you think, okay, now now it's probably done. I think we can, we free, unforgive, we can forgive somebody a certain amount at one time, but it's really hard to get it off your chest in one go around. It'll come back again and again. 70 times 70. Lord, I forgive right now. I forget all those people in London. Rod Bennett and Chuck Spinning and Bob Summers and Pam Wasmuth and Steve Allen. They knew not what they were doing, Lord. Hold it not to their account. As much as is possible, Lord, help me to forgive them. I ask you to forgive them and help me to forgive them. And I forgive all those Coaches have mistreated me and all those people that bosses I had and people that did mean things to me, Lord. It's hard for me to forgive them. It's hard for me to forget them. Then I just give you permission to forgive them on my behalf, Lord. And to cleanse that poison out of me, that anger, that resentment, that builds that they've spoken to me, Lord. I ask you to deliver me from that through the power of your blood and your resurrected power of Christ. Let it, let it flood me today. And Lord, forgive me of my trespasses against those who I've wounded unknowingly and unwillingly. And let it not be held to their account either, Lord. In Jesus' name. Um, you do know the book, The um, Bait of Satan by John Bevere. Yes. And he really you know, put a lot of work on this, this one topic, being offended by somebody. Mm. We think we have justified anger and justified unforgiveness. Yep. And that's such a lie. That's such a lie. That's a lie. Um, I heard a motivational speaker once who's a Christian woman and amazing woman. And, and, but she said, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. <laughs> That's a good picture. It, it, it only hurts us, not Amen. them. Amen. 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 70 times 7, he said, right, Joe? 70 times 7. Yeah. Amen. Okay. The, the same night in, in which... Uh, our Lord was betrayed. He took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it mm. and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Bless your name, Lord. After the same manner, also. Joe, can, I, can I stop you something? I, a second, I just heard from the Holy Spirit. Just heard from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to repair broken relationships. 
And there are many of you right now that are dealing with broken relationships. Children you haven't spoken to in years, brothers, sisters, former friends, co-workers. And um, the Bible tells us to go be reconciled to our brother. And uh, some of us need to humble ourselves and be reconciled. And a lot of you are out there, you're dealing with relationships with your children. So, well, hell, I'm not going to apologize to him. He did it to me. Well, it's probably true. But you've been harboring resentment against him for how long now? How long? So, Lord, as we as we take this, Joe, as you lead us into this, into this cup, um, let this blood of Christ cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Go ahead, Joe. After that same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Joe. Thank you, Joe. It's always a privilege. <clears throat> I wonder how many of you out there <clears throat> how many times a day do you tell your spouse you love them? Hmm? Michelle, how many times? How many times? Resentment's a horrible thing. Horrible thing. Okay, so let's lead right on in. <clears throat> uh, Gino. Let's let's read our prayer, man. Let's read our prayer here. We're having an impact. Craig's gonna. I I need seven hours today. Craig's got some some more. We're we're so winning. We're we're so making a difference. This is happening. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But uh, Gino, read this uh, prayer for us today. And by the way, Gene, you don't have to do it word by word. If you get, if you get to you don't know the arid emirates and right, you know, just we know what we're praying about, brother. We know, okay. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, thank you. For the COP28 prayer of resistance. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir, we can. Okay. James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. Heavenly Father, holy is your name. Amen. Thank you for your son, Jesus of Nazareth, who shed blood has given us redemption. We honor you and love you. Because that's the main thing, love you. Amen. Why do the nations conspire and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed. Who is that? Us. Amen. Saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. Amen. On November the 30th, all December, and until December the 12th, 2023, the people and the kings of the earth will be meeting COP28 in Dubai. In attendance will be Pope Francis, who's not going to be there, King Charles, and Bill Gates, all these people. One who by their public record distort, disavow, and claim not your sons, Jesus of Nazareth, rightful authority as King of kings and Lord of Lord of mankind and creation. Amen. They assembly with others in Dubai to distort and deny the Holy Scriptures and intend you to have an intent you have for humanity through mandated agendas and false narratives about who really controls the climate and holds the world in in mighty hands. Psalms. Amen. Amen on that, Joe. Oh. You know, in Genesis chapter 6 or 8, I was going to try to find that, and I forgot. It says God has promised it's going to be hot or cold, and he's going to promise the four seasons. Amen. So, anyway, Amen. Psalms. 95 3 5 for the lord is great lord the lord is a great god and a great king above all gods amen 
In his hands are the depths of the earth. The heights and the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Amen, brother. Father, as your ecclesial prayer in unity over the COP27 agenda, which was held in Egypt in November 2022, sewage backups took place, infrastructures propped, infrastructure problems logical disorganization and at the final of the conference the lack of a unified coercion plan occurred amen when is your ecclesial ecclesial asked the following for cop 28 this year this is what we're asking now amen lord we're asking this lord that you bind and confuse the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places Bind and confuse the principalities. Bind and confuse the authorities. Amen. Bind and confuse the cosmic powers over this present darkness who are coming against your anointed ones. Amen. And your ecclesiastical, by using COP28, other globalist power structures, the United Nations, World Economic Forum, etc., to form the people through a globalist one world agenda. Amen. Father, we ask you to assign your mighty forces over this conference to deter, unravel, Amen. and Amen. bring confusion and blindness to those in authority Amen. who have evil intent, using false narratives and their leadership position to implement. Amen. We ask, we ask Father, you expose those in authority for who they are father we ask for a holy spirit outpouring amongst the people in the world that they will wake up to the new world orders evil's plans Amen. and rise up against them Amen. we thank you father in advance for being able to bring our request to you and look for your mighty hand to respond in the days ahead amen Amen. We ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen and amen. 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 Conspire. 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 Yeah. Anytime you hear the word con at the <laughs> beginning of a sentence, con, it means together. Con together spire means breathe expire respire spirits inspire right so conspire is to breathe the same air that's what it means to conspire they're on the same page on the same plan right so conspiracies are real it's when people get together and breathe the same air by the way conspiracies can be good there could be a good conspiracy. There could be a conspiracy to pull down the strongholds. Randy came up with a conspiracy to go stake all the, the federal courts. Others have come up with a conspiracy to go stake their towns and go stake their communities. Conspiracy isn't necessarily a bad thing. You're right, Craig. He's the prince of the power of the air. So he's the he understands conspiracies. He understands the power of breathing the same air. That's why the Bible says that where there's unity, God will command the blessing. Why? Because there's something power in conspiring together. It's not a bad thing necessarily to conspire. So we have to become better at conspiring. Let the Lord breathe his breath on our unified action. Wow, I got a lot of things I got. Amen. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done. Uh, so listen, Craig, I want you to come in real quick. And I want some more. Craig's going to give us some more evidence of what we're doing is making a difference. And then I'm going to uh, JR in there because we're going to conspire with JR here in just a second. So Craig, come on, come on in and give us what you got. In fact, I think I've sent him to Jared. And can they pull it up? Because it's it's good for the people to see it. You know, yes. uh, should be. I sent it last night. There, there, yeah, there, there it was. It was a PDF. Now that's that's about the Supreme Court. I sent it last night about twelve o'clock to. Well, to Jared, I, I think to Jared. 
I think I sent I it to Jared's time. email too. So they should okay. have it. Okay. He's digging it up now. He's digging it up. Not that one. No, that's not it. Okay, hang on a second. JR, while he's digging this up, JR, what what have we got going on? Because Mel's going to get involved with this. JR's got an initiative coming that we're all going to work together on. Craig, I'll bring you right back in. Go ahead, JR. First of all, Coach, I'm sorry. I have to confess this morning, I'm mad. Good. I'm mad about Bill Dunphy and what's happening to the ARJ Sixers. I'm mad about what children, what we're doing, the child abuse, what we're – I mean, we're castrating young boys, innocent well, young boys. Oh, and, and, and what they're doing to, to, to young girls, taking their breasts off. But I'm really more mad at Christians, folks who say they're Christians, who stand by and let this happen. And all they I'm do is you. complain. Amen. I have I'm an opportunity you. to help on that latter end. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of specific details right now, but tomorrow morning on our last call, radio.live, last call, radio.live, you and some other folks are going to join me. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Last call, radio.live. Go ahead. Uh, We're going to conspire. We're going to conspire to help save some of these young children. We're going to breathe the same air? We're going to breathe the same air, you saying? Yes, sir. We are going to breathe the same air. You bet your sweet bippy. And we're going to stand up for righteousness. We're going to stand up for these kids. Uh, It's going to be in a public arena. And I'm not going to get any more detail on that. But but it's going to, and and it's going to involve staking. That's very important. We're going to stake this particular area out. And then we're going to show up. And when we show up and when we stake, you know what's going to happen next, don't you? Sure. We win. I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over. Absolutely. So So tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock? Yeah, and I, I said, did you get that video, that 38-second uh, clip? I probably did. I, okay. I say that because I, I don't know about my emails. We're going to call this Operation Squirrel, and we'll explain, we'll explain that tomorrow about squirrels and their favorite food, et cetera. But anyway, uh, I'll put the link in there, lastcallradio.live. Yep, yep, I'll see, I'll see you too, Angela. Lastcallradio.live. I'll put that in there. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., do radio, a do project. Join Coach, myself, and others, and uh, let's let's start helping out. Let's stop complaining and start helping out. Thanks. Put in, JR, put that in the chat. Will do. Craig, you're up. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, Coach. Um, yes. Okay. So, thank you, Spencer. So they met yesterday. I was wondering where Bill Gates was at. So what were they doing uh, yesterday? Okay. By the way, we're praying against this. We're praying all their plans are going to be foiled. It ain't going to go. They're going. Yeah, folks. Do you ever? Did you ever say, "Man, I'm under attack here. None of my stuff's working. Why can't we do that to them?" Go ahead. So, anyways, uh, you can scroll down a little bit. This is just a couple of news parts of it. So they're they're trying to cut back the meat, right? Okay. Yeah. And so guess guess who shows up, right? Uh, the Bill and uh, Melinda Gates Foundation and United Arab Emirates they show up and they give you two hundred million dollars to commit, right, for technical assistance here. But in part of it also is I want this coalition of one hundred and fifty farmers, which I don't think Randy's one of them. Uh, what they're trying to do is they're including civil societies. That would probably be the Masons, uh, the uh, philanthropy, which is the Rothschilds. So they're all conspiring, just like you said, Coach. All right. They're non-state actors here. Non-Christians, right? by the way. Not one Christian amongst them. <laughs> right. Fear the Lord not there at all. And, of course, they're going to be using the World Bank, which is the, you know, get back up the rough. So they're meeting yesterday, and uh, that's what their plans are. The World Bank will dedicate 45% of its annual financing. World Bank's going to, are you kidding me? Why? No, no. And Global then warming is the weapon. I'm going to show you that in a second. Global warming is their weapon. Go ahead. Sure. And then, uh, so they're going to use these six major food companies. And guess guess which one of them is? It happens to be Kraft Heinz. Well, that's oh, Teresa Heinz, it. Jerry Carey's wife, right? <laughs> So, I mean, it's the same cast of characters that keep showing up to the crime here. So, anyways, you can scroll down on uh, on that one there. And then, um, so, I guess, you know, John's not going to be able to have any more Philly cheesesteaks here, you know. So, <laughs> well, but, he'll be uh, allowed to. He'll be allowed. Just we peons. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, when you start thinking about this is dark stuff, it really is because I mean, they're trying to kill us, right? So yes. I just thought I'd put a little humor in there that um, Saudi Arabia had the uh, first robotic uh, police officer. So now from robo calls to robo speeding tickets, that's, that's the future here, right? But yeah. we got some good news here. Um, they did create a loss and damage fund. They agreed to that. But the problem is, it's just like uh, the federal government, the money doesn't add up. There's this huge caveat. Um, they want to give all this money, about $580 billion, but they only got 0.2% uh, what they got. So that's not working out very good. Uh, Brazil, you know, here they come in and the first day they say, look, we're going to align ourselves with the biggest uh, oil cartel, uh, OPEC. So that's not very good. So Brazil um, ain't going to, they ain't going into this global warming scheme because they feed <laughs> themselves off of oil, right? Um, yeah, they just, they just want to show up, make sure they can show them their ticket, their plane ticket. Uh, Russia, you know, about uh, Vladimir Putin, well, he he drops in on the United Arab Emirates where they're holding this. That's the country. And, you know, the Ukrainian delegations, well, they got triggered. So that, that didn't go too well either. Um, well, then you got, you know, here's uh, here's former president, you know, uh, Vice President Al Gore, right? And he's kind of, he, he kind of set the precedence. He's, he's already explained it, right? He says, if they don't get a fossil fuel phase out, if they don't come to agreement, right? he says it's going to be a bit, it's, that's the measure of success, right? All right, yeah. They're going to lose, baby. They ain't going to be successful. Yeah, so if he says if it doesn't, it will be a, a big failure, right? And then, you know, Big Al goes on to this other thing. He kind of, uh, you know, he must have checked the search engine of the uh, Internet that he did. And he said, uh, he said, this is what he said. He said, they made a big mistake. He said, let's be honest, angling to put a fossil fuel company CEO, that would be, you know, the Sultan of the United Arab Emirates. Uh, it was a bad plan to begin with. He said it's absurd and it's totally ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's and right. That's Taiwan, right. the Taiwan press yesterday said uh, they're still they still haven't come to an agreement on this, and it, it ends Tuesday, right? So we only have two more days of you know doing our prayer. Confusion in the camp, baby. Confusion in the camp. Hey, if you could, Spencer. Pull up that picture. Folks, you think we're not on cutting edge? You think we're not on the cutting edge? Guess what showed up yesterday at the Supreme Court? And thanks, for Craig, for showing me this. Would you pull that up? I, I, this is, like, unbelievable. It says uh, uh, Campbell's in D.C. <laughs> Campbell's in D.C. I mean, this is amazing, folks. This guy here, I, I don't know who he is. Craig sent me this. But look what the, look what's going on. Campbell, remember we took a horse? Remember we took a horse to D.C.? Scrolling up. Look what shows up yesterday at the Supreme Court. Are you kidding me? Huh? <laughs> They're taking a play out of our playbook. They show up with a camel in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Well, I'm having so much fun. They do a live nativity scene. And a they live do a live nativity scene. scene on the very steps where we were. on. We were there 11 months ago on January 6th. And you, you, Steve Deck held a phone where the prayers of the queue were were being faced yes. at, at the steps. Yes. And people were praying against what's going on in our country and, and the judicial system. You 11, guys remember that when we did a live broadcast? It was that was on it was on uh, January sixth, right? And, yes, and yesterday was January. December seventh. Eleven <laughs> months to the day. Eleven months to the day. Mr. Jesus Numbers, comes in. And sits on the steps where we were praying. You're killing me, Mr. Numbers. You're killing me again here, right? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, God. All right. So, hey, we're winning. Let's keep after it. We're winning. We're winning. We're winning. Look at that. They set it up on the. See, they wouldn't let us do that, though, would they? We're not, we weren't allowed to have a demonstration on the Supreme Court steps. We're not allowed to. That's illegal. All right. All right. All right. Let me see it. Use this one instead. Uh, boy, oh, boy. I, I'm telling you, I got a million. I got to show you a couple things here, okay? Real quickly, I don't know what's going on. You guys know who Vivek Ramastrambi or whatever the hell his name is? He's a plant, clearly a plant. Nothing hidden that will not be revealed. I can't figure out exactly what's going on, but I want you to see this, okay? Go to uh, Vivek on CNN, Spencer. It's down at the bottom. It's like the next to the last one. Vivek on CNN. Now, this guy's running for president. He's on CNN. And uh, CNN, who is who is the government? Yeah, he's swampy. I'm, I couldn't agree more. He's he's swamp. But, but folks, two things I want you to see when you listen to this. Number one, how Dana Bash, who's the reporter interviewing him, how she has no clue at all 
that J6 might have been an inside job. She has like just no clue, no clue. And then secondly, listen to these things he busts out about what's going on. It's 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 amazing. So look, he's swampy. I don't know why he's in the debate, but dude, listen to this. Go ahead and play it. Let's let's start with January. Hang on. Sure. Listen to the conspiracy theories this guy endorses. Go ahead. There is no evidence that it is an inside job. It was a fringe conspiracy theory that the Trump-appointed FBI director, Christopher Wray, has said explicitly over and over is just not true. So let me, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to address it. I was an anti-woke crusader leaving the business world. And if you had asked me three years ago, is there some chance January 6th is an inside job? I would have said that was crazy talk. I would say looking at the facts of the video footage that have come out, Dana, it is shocking that you still haven't gotten a clear answer of how many federal agents were in the field that day. Look at now the video footage of actually throwing explosives and rubber bullets into what was a peaceful crowd, then releasing to the public what came in response to that. But now look at the video footage that was released. And I'm glad we're talking about it because viewers deserve to look at that footage. Capitol Police literally letting people in who were then now prosecuted, some of whom have gone on to commit suicide because of what the government's doing. That is a case of entrapment. And I think the government has not been transparent about this, which is why I then brought up another case where the government, now 20 years later, with declassified documents, tells us that they lied to us at the time. And so I do think we have a government that's people. consistently lied to its people. But an inside job suggests that everybody was who, who attacked the Capitol was well, part of say that. I didn't say that, but I was saying that there is a case, there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on, and this looks like he a case no of entrapment. Clue. And if you look at even over what the last What do you mean day, by entrapment? Entrapment means that the police no. goaded people to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done, and then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you saw don't that, think and, it was and, actually the former president who let's, was let's, trying well, I think to that was the media narrative. Now, look at actually we a hard case. Him, we heard well, him I'm with I'm going to ask you about a case and see what you think about this, right? You guys said this for a long time about the Gretchen Whitner kidnapping plot. Suddenly gone silent after it comes out at trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who... On the other side of this, as a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, but if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much think- the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both both parties over the course of the last 25 years. But on the, the left used to be better 6, at pointing this out the, and being skeptical of the government, the most, but now it's the right. Which is the most aggressive, offensive attack on the U.S. Capitol and on democracy itself that we have seen in our lifetime and in many, many yes, lifetimes no to say without evidence that it was an inside I'm not shot saying it without dangerous. evidence. I think that what we're seeing now is the video footage that's come out. I was in a different place before a lot of that evidence came out. But you have to respond to the evidence. What is your response or what is anybody else in CNN's response to the video footage that was released of Capitol Police literally well, just peacefully allowing well, people well, into the Capitol? What we know or is shooting that into 850 crowds. people that's, that's, have been convicted but, of crimes. But the reality is Many of them were convicted before that information was released. And I'm do glad, you think that former oh, President Trump has there, anything to do with no, 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 this? Because you're bringing up a really good point, and your audience and everybody Trump. deserves to know the truth Trump. about this. Normally, there's a rule in constitutional law. It's called the Brady Rule. You have to turn over exculpatory evidence to the other side. In this case, it wasn't turned over because the DOJ said Congress okay. was sitting on Wow, huh? Don't, truth bombing her. Truth bombing her. Nothing mm. hidden that will not be real. Scroll down one more because there's one more brief one I want to I want to play for you. I think it's at the bottom of this. Going down a little bit farther. Go no, not him. I don't like him. Sorry, don't like him. Keep going. Maybe it's maybe I got the wrong one. Maybe I got the wrong one. Yeah, I no, I don't. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. One more. That's it. Okay. Maybe it's the other one. Let me see here. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh yeah, yeah. Pull up Alex Newman. Pull up Alex Newman. Oh yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. Sorry, folks. Information today. Information. Hey, folks. Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson. I'm not going to play it. You gotta watch this. Maybe whoever thought those two guys would come together, right? Alex Jones. Play up Alex Newman Malone down at the bottom. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. I don't have this better organized. I do these things. I'll cut it. I can't find it. I gave you the wrong one. Maybe. Maybe I gave you. All right. All right. One more thing. Oh, you got to see that, Alex Jones. You got to see it. Let me, George sent me this um, sugar commercial. Pull that one up. Oh, yeah. Sure, this is it. Okay. The sugar commercial. I'm going to play this real quick. You talk about propaganda. You can remember this. 
Anybody remember? Oh, yeah, you will. Go ahead and play it. This is commercial. This is programming diabetes to our children years ago. Go ahead. Sugar Bear, the blob and his mob are stealing my house. Guess I better have the sugary vitamin cereal for superpower. Hi, Blob. It's the bear. Get him, Mob. You, you get, get him, Blob, when the going gets rough. We get going. You will pay for this, bear. Your super power, get post-super sugar crisp. Sugar crisp! You can turn it off. This goes on and on. Put it in the chat. You can watch it on your own. They're, they're promoting diabetes. <laughs> when I was a kid, they promoted diabetes. Sugar, sugar. You remember all of them, right? All that sugar we used to eat, all those breakfast cereals. They promoted they promoted diabetes to it. Go back. You had it back there, Spencer. Uh, you had the the one that I was looking for before. See it? Yeah, Van. This guy. Scroll on down. I, the, who? By the way, what makes this guy an expert? Does anybody care? Does anybody care? Really, really care? Stay right there. Does anybody care? What Van Jones says? Play this, huh? Listen to the Vivek on this one. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform. That the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. That the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (coughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time, and now Monday morning... Listen, I can't figure this guy out. I, look, he's a plant of some kind, but I can't figure out why he's a plant. Scroll on down. Scroll on down. Uh, no, that guy there. Do away with him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Play Schumer. Play Schumer. Uh, listen okay. to what Schumer says. Folks, you want know replacement uh, theology is? Not theology. The replacement is get rid of all the white guys, bring the Mexicans in. Listen to what Charles Schumer said uh, about uh, 10 years ago. Go ahead. Now, with the same level that it used to, the uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own. I don't know why it's not scrolling. So anyway, because we're out of time. Schumer, put it in the chat. Schumer says we have replacement because we're going to get rid of all the white boys. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying, friends. We can get it to play. Try it one. It's only thirty seconds. Try it again, Spence. That's why they want immigration. Now, with the same level that it used to, the other than all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers. We're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own. Is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and. So anyway, they're going to swap all of us white boys out <laughs> for all the Mexicans. That's what that, they just don't say it, but that's what they're talking about, right? Because why? Hey, look, Chuck Schumer's a Jew. He's above me and you. <laughs> don't you ever forget it, baby? Don't you ever forget it? He's above me and you. Oh yeah, he is. Judah, come on in. I'm sorry, man. We only got six minutes. Go, Judah. God, I love this show. Go. This is great. And uh, to uh, just explain things regarding the VEC. Uh, Mr. Swampy, uh, people got to go back and, and look at the notes and look at the videos and look at his stance prior to COVID, during COVID, and yeah. his stance on the masks and people getting the shots. And it, to this day, in any of these uh, investigations or his words or his debates, he will not talk about his stance about people getting the heart exploders. He will not talk about his stance about people you know, taking the inoculations and the heart attacks and all that type of stuff. You won't talk about the heart attack numbers, but here's the point. <laughs> They've lost complete control, and he is the Trojan horse to go in and try to reestablish some seat at the table. 
because the Democratic Party is basically dead. Without cheating, they will never win another election, folks. Yeah, and, and his whole upbringing, everything is in the pharmaceutical industry, all his millions. And he doesn't have a profit loss statement on all those millions. So he is absolutely a plant. He's absolutely an actor. He's absolutely working for the elite. And if people don't understand the pharmaceutical industry's goal, it is a stated goal by the Rockefeller Organization and Foundation for Cancer Society. His goal, part of it, he's at the table, is the, uh, the Georgia Guidestone, 500 million people. That is the goal. That is his goal. That is a stated goal. So don't get brainwashed. Don't get uh, lured into this show that he's all excited and a patriot now because he's just he's dibbling out a little bit of truth. Amen. Yeah, a little bit of truth there. So you know what, you people? Oh, everyone's going to forget in the next six to eight months. Oh, he's yeah. a great guy. He's never voted God, Republican in his life. <laughs> he's never voted Republican in his life. Dale, come on in. Can you get it, Dale? Jeff Klein. Coach, hopefully I'll give you a report Monday morning. I just sent you them pictures. I had a buddy of mine just text me this morning. He was in the Mount Vernon Middle School. And in that that picture right there is a picture like of a gingerbread house yeah, in the that. office of the school. And they got them, lo- them gay lollipops decorated around it. He was just disgusted. So he sends me another little pop-up on it. There's a thing on the website, on this website, it's called Gay Pride Lollipop for Flirting. Two gay guys licking them lollipops together. They got it in the middle school office. Well, they do it because we don't do anything about it. Yep. Well, I'm going in today. I'm going to go see the superintendent, pull that picture up, and ask him, say, what is this? What is he this? won't know a thing about it. I'm going to say that's in your middle school office right it's now. Going, it's going on because we won't involved. I'm with you. Jeff, I'm running short time. I'm, I'm that's so your Dale, Dale, do you want to get in? No, Michelle. Yeah, I just had a uh, good morning, team. I just had a comment on Vivek. I've heard him nicknamed Vivek the Snake. Um, he sounds good. He sounds very Trumpian, but I, I kind of think he's just there as a stand-in for Trump, okay. so that he Listen, can have a voice. And I don't want you maybe- to think I'm supporting Vivek. He is a plant. I'm trying to yes. figure out why he's a plant. I think he's there to be Trump's mouthpiece. And he's not going to run against Trump. Um, maybe he wants a vice president position or something. But uh, he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Yeah, because of he's big pharma. He's yeah, big, big pharma. pharma. Big pharma. And that's why that's why him and Trump will probably get along really well. Um, they're the both ball. big pharma people. Brett, come on in, Brett. Brett White. Yeah, just real quick, Coach. I I, I get I get a little offended when people use the word gay. Uh, you know, that's a good def. That's a good word to look up the definition. How about homos or, you know, not something other than gay. It, it that's just, right. Please. They've us not to, Brett, they've taught us not to use those words. You're not allowed to use those words, Brett. Yes, exactly. That's why we need to use them. That's right. They can call us deplorables. They can call us anything you want, but boy, we're not allowed to. Randy, come on in. Coach, I want to, I agree with what Clay said in the chat. Coach, when we get done here, we need to go into this weekend and have our mindset on the things of Christ that spiritually. Okay. Cause coach, this is more than a talk show. We lay out a lot of stuff here, but it ain't a place for everybody just to vent. It's a place for us to get the truth and then to go act on it. And that's what, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to encourage everybody. Sometimes when we're done, you're done, close your mouth and go be the church, go act. And that's what we need to do coach until we get back together Monday. That's right. You're right, Randy. This ain't just a talk show, is it? It really isn't. And I try to tell a lot of every people I bump into, there ain't nobody doing what we're doing. Nobody is doing what we're doing. And part of it comes back to the fact that we don't think we can win. We don't have a unified effort. It's what I wrote about yesterday. We have this theology. We're living out pre-written history. It's just going to get worse. There isn't anything we can do about it. Jesus is coming, um, right? That, and because of it, even though he told us to work while the sun shine, because the day comes when no man can work. By the way, no man can work when he's dead. I, my, my, I think more people in this queue are going to be dead before a rapture comes. That's my take. That's my take on it. That's what I think. 
and we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to say, well, Lord God, I, I, I know I could have done something about it, but I, expl- I thought you were coming. He said, didn't I tell you to occupy the I come? Yeah, but I, you know, they were telling me everywhere I looked, worse is better and it's going to, we can't do anything about it and you're coming. And, well, I just, I really wanted to work, but I was just waiting for you, Lord. What a pathetic form of Christianity we have in America today. Have a great weekend. JR tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. See you on Monday.